0: I had a lifelong goal of giving a TED Talk. That's been it for me for as long as I can remember. Since the first TED Talk I saw, I always envisioned myself on that stage and I wanted to give one.
1: Welcome to Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vinson, and in this show, I interview young professionals of all types, whether it be corporate stars, entrepreneurs, or business owners, talk a little bit about just the things that have made them successful so far. Today, my guest is Manny Chambliss. Manny, thank you so much for being here.
0: Of course, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome, yeah. You're doing some really unique stuff on LinkedIn, and just making content, and trying a bunch of cool stuff that seems to be working. So. Just wanted to get into it and kind of dig deeper. Yeah, let's do it, man. Awesome. Well, I think a a good place to get started would just be kind of your background, how this whole thing started, the career choices that you've made leading up to this, like jobs that you've had out of college and and how you got here.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in Miami my whole life, 18 years, and immediately I I wanted to leave and branch out as much as I could. Uh, I ended up getting into UCF. Go Knights. Go Knights. Yeah. And uh, loved college, moved away when I was 18, had the time of my life and senior year, COVID hit. So I was scrambling for a job as soon as I was about to graduate and then found a role in IT sales, did pretty well there, was uh, at that company for around a year and a half. And I learned a lot about selling, um, social media selling, email marketing, um, cold calling, um, the whole 90 yards, basically a really good foundation for sales. And um, I got a new job uh, at Dell, um, Dell Technologies. And from there, um, I use a lot of what I applied, a lot of what I've learned in my old job, applied to the new one, I'm doing pretty well so far. And in my new role, I'm working remotely, and I had a lot of time to pursue new alternatives. So my whole life, I've been a big fan of expanding, whether it be leaving home like I did to go to college. Uh, I've been playing guitar for like 15 years, something like that. Cool. Played almost every instrument you could possibly think of. Trombone, piano, bass, drums, everything. I always take a stab at new things. That's kind of like my. Sounds like you just like to learn. Yeah, all the time. I I really love being a beginner at stuff. I'm a really fast learner and I love picking new things up and finding a way to do something with it and kind of like a cheat code to get there faster. Yeah. You know, not to take a shortcut, but just like, okay, how can I maximize learning this thing, right? Whether it be video games, video game development, VR, crypto, anything like that, I love taking, you know, a chance at it. So, um, the only issue with that is that usually after a few months I'll get kind of bored of it and I'll kind of just put it to the side. But I found LinkedIn and I really got into it when I got this new job at Dell. And there I really got into branding, uh, LinkedIn marketing, LinkedIn basically just promoting myself, you know, what I stood for, the message I had to share. And that really all started because I had a lifelong goal of giving a TED talk, that's been it for me for as long as i can remember since the first ted talk i saw i always envisioned myself on that stage and i wanted to give one so i started on linkedin i met a coworker of mine through linkedin who had already given its head speech had way more followers than i did and was pretty young and i was like wait this is actually doable and basically me and her talked and she kind of you know pushed me and said hey you should probably start building a personal brand for yourself start working on you know getting there. You can Mm -hmm. start doing it now. You don't need to wait till you're 40 or 50, which was my preconceived notion. I thought you had to have a huge body of work. The
1: accolades, yeah, yeah, the experience.
0: Yeah, the publications, books and stuff. But it really is open to anyone with a great idea to share. And I I learned that pretty quickly and I was, you know, shocked. I was like, wow, I can really do this. So I made one really impactful LinkedIn post that really started it for me. I am a huge fan of Rafiq Anadol. He's my favorite artist in the world. He makes a generative AI art and it's you know just beautiful. And I saw someone on LinkedIn make a post of his art and I uh, quote, quoted it and I said, thanks Rafiq Anadol, I mentioned him, for sharing this, you're changing the world every day. And he actually responded to my post. A guy with like no followers, he responded to my post and said thank you. And it kind of clicked for me. This guy who has like millions of followers on Instagram and other platforms, On LinkedIn, though, he was, you know, receptive enough to respond to a guy with barely any following. And I was like, no way. I can really do something with this. And then from there, everything just kind of snowballed. And here we are.
1: You just got, like, hooked on it. You saw the opportunity, and, like, it just worked.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it really did. Um, I I kind of – my philosophy with it is it's basically like fan mail. In the 80s. Um, If you wanted to write your favorite artist, your favorite musician ever, like let's say like Michael Jackson or something, you had to know their address, you had to write them a handwritten letter, pay for postage, send it off, hope they received it, hope you got everything right, hope they opened it, and hope that they would respond back to you, pay for postage again, and send it back. Mm -hmm. You know, now in the age of digital and the digital age, it's basically You're doing that same family interaction just at a snap of your fingers. Yeah,
1: a lot lower barrier to entry too.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, anyone can send anyone anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So my school of thought was that Instagram and all the other big platforms have way too many people on them. And by that, I mean people who are hyper fans, people who will DM you, um, people who love all your stuff. I think it's too many people for them to actually have that genuine connection but on LinkedIn I find a lot of these creators like Alex Hormozi. Um, oh, I love him. The best. Yeah, the best. he's the absolute best. <laughs> he's
1: he's kind of pioneering the LinkedIn game. Well, just the content creation game, but his kind of the, his way that he uses LinkedIn right now is some of the best stuff I'm seeing.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of what I believe in honestly comes from him and like he reinforces a lot of what I believe if that makes yeah. sense. In a lot of the ways I go about
1: my life following that i I don't know if this is something you're doing already but because i had found you pretty recently i think we first talked maybe either like last week or the week before Mm -hmm. but the way i don't know if you know this but the way he kind of takes his linkedin stuff and uses it further than that is he'll kind of test things on linkedin at first and then make video content out of that so you could kind of probably take a lot of the stuff that's done really well on LinkedIn. And I know you you do video stuff too, but like going forward, just create video content off of that and do really well.
0: Yeah, I've I've always had like um, goals in mind, I guess, for the future. I really don't know what's what it's gonna bring. I've only been doing this LinkedIn thing less than three months, and wow, what's happened so far is it's indescribable. Yeah. Um, but essentially, I think I can go ten different routes, whether it be you know dominating all social media platforms like youtube tiktok instagram with you know either repurposed content like something they did really well on linkedin like you said or just you know going all into linkedin or all into linkedin and twitter there's a whole different you know there's different paths i can take at this point the reason i haven't really done that yet and i do think it's a valid place to go is like you know repurposing and doing the whole thing is because i have really bad imposter syndrome like horrible um as I just said, I've only been doing this. I since. saw
1: something about that on one of your posts. Yeah. yeah, I like It's kind of a common thread on this show, actually.
0: Yeah, like really, really bad imposter syndrome. Like really bad. Um, so the reason, I guess, it, it's just everything's happening so fast, right? And, you know, I have one goal, and the next week I beat the goal, and I, the, I thought it would take me a month, right? And then, f- for instance, I wanted, my fir- I wanted a post to hit 100 likes mm-hmm. or 100 interactions or something, and it, the next day it did. Wow, <laughs> I, I, the first the day before it was at like fifty, my highest one, and then the next day I made a post that I thought would do well, and it really did. And then the next goal, those two hundred likes, and I got that. And then the next goal was you know more than ten thousand impressions on a post, and like a week later hit like forty five on one post. And Damn. yeah, and this is not me bragging. This is me like my mind just
1: being like your mind's blowing at yeah. like how well it's working. Yeah, like what are some of the maybe like the top two or three things that you've realized if you had to boil it down a little bit that you've found that just work for getting engagement yeah like with posts in particular now like being on that thread yeah
0: the first tip I can give anyone for that sort of thing like what makes it's really up to what brand you're building if you're going to be the video creation guy you got to really give a lot of insight into video creation and give something that people aren't getting from another creator um I guess a second tip would be understand what your audience wants to wants to receive understand like do they like written posts more do they like poll posts more do they like video long form whether it be articles anything like that and the way you do that is by testing you have to test so much you have to figure out what your niche likes and will they receive it um i tested out with um listicles which is kind of like a niche term for LinkedIn creators, which is like, oh, here's the top five resources for X, Y, Z. And you kind of walk it through these. And all of those posts that I've made have been terrible. Yeah. You know, and those are the ones that take me the most time to think of, to write and to actually like formulate. Um,
1: It's so funny in content creation, some of the things that you think that you put in the most effort and you feel like are going to perform the best absolutely flop and then some of the things that you just threw together and you're like i gotta get something out and you just throw it out it's just it does the best of anything yeah it's insane
0: it really is it really is weird i think um a, a few big tips um being as honest as you humanly can with with your audience don't try to be someone you're not don't try to act like you're an expert if you're not people love honesty we're in an age where we're only consuming content from the top 1% of creators, whether it be the best dancers on TikTok, guitar players on Instagram, you're always seeing the best of the best. And a lot of people are kind of scared to like show themselves because they're not as good as those people. You know, if your algorithm is building out, oh, you love guitar, here's the best players on earth constantly. And you're not that good. Why would you share your story? Yeah. I think being honest people and sharing like, hey, this is what I'm doing to learn. This is what I'm doing differently than all these other people really resonates with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I think... Another huge piece to building content and building a brand and getting those high engagement posts is being hyper relatable, relatable, no matter what your niche is being relatable to the guy who is an engineer, the guy who is, um, you know, a truck driver, the person who is an alcohol distributor, anything, um, make them feel like they've been there before. And those posts usually aren't too complicated to write. It's just, you know, being yourself and just, yeah. You know, everyone hated like let's say math class. Everyone hated math class and you kinda of write a post about your experience in math class. One of my best posts was about the time I got in trouble in like second grade for like talking too much. And then I made a life out of it and I talk for a living. And I talk talking is what I wanna do when I get older. Yeah. So Me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why we're it's here, thing right? to do. Um so yeah, like posts about being honest and just having everyone come together and like support you and fight in your corner is like I think I could do the best.
1: I love that. I love that. So just doing a lot of testing, kind of figure it out, but just be honest, be yourself. How do you think of a lot of this stuff? Is it just kind of stuff that comes to your mind and you just like you'll get an idea and like that kind of turns into something and you expand on it from there?
0: Yeah. So when I first started on LinkedIn, writing took so much out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was reading a whole bunch of posts, watching videos and how people did what they do, how they, you know, have a system for writing. And I found myself spending basically my whole weekend thinking about posts and, like, what to do. And I was just getting so – such um, writer's block. Right? Yeah. And I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it done. I was just like, dude, I have nothing important to say. Like, I'm not the expert. I'm not, you know, the, I'm not a TED speaker yet.
1: But you knew you had to start somewhere.
0: Yeah. So how I really write is – I. this part kind of is not fun about LinkedIn is that I always think of posts now. If I'm looking mm-hmm. – Anywhere, I'll be in the grocery store I'll be in my my home cooking dinner and I'll just think hey this could be a post I'll stop what I'm doing my possible boilover and I'm just typing a post that's kind of like a negative I guess but
1: I know really exactly just, what you mean I'm always thinking about like the podcast and how something could relate back to it like ideas for it like mark whether it be marketing or like a new person to have on I'll just meet someone and like start hearing about what they do and I'm like hmm yeah. that's an angle exactly it's, it's kind of necessary if you really want to like do well in something to just let yourself get absorbed in it
0: I yeah I, I agree 100 percent. i think it's really important to learn all the time and whether i learned from a new interaction when i talked to someone who i just met that day in orlando or if i talked to someone on linkedin and they really like changed something about me like i remember getting this dm one time from someone who said hey I just got a LinkedIn profile because some one of my friends screenshot of your post and sent it to me I want to say thank you and that was like fueled right write a post that was you know a story that like, made my day yeah and now it's getting to the point where those not stories that impactful but like tons of different stories people are just messaging me with you know how I changed their life or how I impacted their day in any you know facet and it's that's kind of the fuel right now it's you know what do they it's want? It's an amazing
1: feeling, right? It's
0: it's indescribable, really. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: I'd still kind of like freak out internally a little bit every time someone even just comes up and say it says like they've seen the podcast or they saw one of my clips and like liked this clip or like this part or something. I'm just like, whoa! Like yeah. People are like, you forget people are like actually watching this and like reading it and like seeing it. Yeah, it's kind of nuts.
0: Yeah. So since I work remote, a lot of it. That, that human experience you get is kind of like lacking. I'm fine with it, but it's kind of the same thing on LinkedIn where you're not really like meeting these people who are liking the post or commenting. I've never seen 99% of the people who comment on my stuff. I've mm-hmm. gotten on video calls with a lot of people, networking calls just to meet new people. Yeah. And those are really, really fun and really cool. Um, but, you know, it's really weird to understand that people are actually reading it. You just see like, likes on a post or impressions and you're like, okay, you know, a thousand people saw this post or something yeah. and you're like, yeah, it's just a number. But then you really realize that there's a thousand people, there's 2000 eyes yeah. on a post and it's wild. It's really wild. That's the best word I can use to describe this whole feeling. It's just wild.
1: So you've been doing this for two and a half, three months. What do you see the next couple months looking like?
0: Yeah. So as I said earlier, I mean, I have this huge cloud of imposter syndrome over me, um, One of the people who helped me when I first got started, his name was Ruben Hasid. And I just messaged him randomly and he helped me with a lot of stuff for LinkedIn. And I remember I looked up to him and these five creators and he mentioned me in a post after we talked a little bit, like this is like two weeks ago. He mentioned me in a post. He's like, these are the top five creators you gotta watch right now. And he mentioned all the guys I looked up to and me. Wow. And the imposter syndrome I already had (laughs) magnified. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I have these arbitrary goals in my yeah. head where it's like, okay, if I hit this number, I'll stop having imposter syndrome. And I, I quickly find out that it's, it, gets, it gets less and less and less.
1: I don't think it ever goes away, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it I doesn't even I either. really don't
0: think it'll go away. But The
1: president probably has imposter syndrome. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't even yeah. imagine. So I, the arbitrary goal I have is once I'm you know, either a LinkedIn top voice in some facet or I'm like, I don't know these are all just arbitrary numbers, you know, like 5,000 followers. i will be like, okay, now I'm, Mm -hmm. now I'm actually doing it. But you know, I got on a call with, sounds like
1: the goals just keep going right now.
0: Yeah. I, as I said earlier, I really don't know, like there's 10 different paths at least I can take right now. There's so many paths I can take to make this thing, you know, real Mm -hmm. that I don't know which one's going to be it in the future. I have plans and I have, you know, goals set and this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I have like systems and processes done where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get better at writing. I'm going to take courses on writing. I'm going to take courses on email marketing or, you know, how to coach and stuff. Um, but we're going to well, see
1: what are a couple of the, uh, cause you mentioned just now taking courses on writing. What are a couple of the skills that really stand out as things that if you improve these particular skills, you could do really well on LinkedIn?
0: The, the only skill you really, really need on LinkedIn is to learn. And the way I, I explain it to people who I work with, um, a lot of newer LinkedIn creators, I really try to tell them build your feed to a point where you're consuming content from people who are better than you at something. Yeah. Point. So if you wanna get good at writing or email marketing, let's say, you follow the top creators. You just search up in the, Google t- uh, in the LinkedIn search bar, copywriting or email marketing. Mm. You find the top 10, 20 creators who write about it every single day you see what they're writing? They give free tips on LinkedIn. It's it's yeah. it's ridiculous. You It's a college degree for free in most cases. You
1: Well, the model in content creation at least in kind of the educational field right now is moving and I love this in the direction of give away as much as you can for free and kind of build your audience based off of just providing as much value as you can. I had a long conversation with this or about this with my guest yesterday who's in kind of B2B marketing and it just works. The more you provide value to people, the more it just kind of builds an audience around you and people want that value. And that just brings value and back to you in and of itself. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, basically everything I've done up to this point has been free. My content DM template course, um, all free. I basically teach myself six months ago. I want to teach people who are new to LinkedIn, how to, you know, grow and how to at least share your story. That's my brand now is just start sharing your story. I think everyone, as I said earlier, like we only see the top 1% of creators. I think it's really interesting to see how someone who's not good at guitar pick it up and start learning and mm-hmm. like, just document your whole experience and how it went and things are doing differently that people may not think to do. You know, For me, when I started playing guitar, I quit guitar lessons after like two months, maybe. Maybe in two weeks, honestly. And then, I did
1: too, actually, like way back when I was like nine or ten. Yeah, and then I... I regret doing it. Like, I wish I would have stuck with it. Yeah.
0: The thing for me, though, is I went and in the car ride home, I heard Iron Man by Black Sabbath. I was, I'm super into rock. And I, that's the first song. ever. You played.
1: do have a mullet. Yeah, I do
0: have a yeah. <laughs> mullet. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I basically, I heard that song in the car at home. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see if I can learn this guitar. And then I tried, didn't know it. And then I went to YouTube. Start how to play Iron Man on guitar and then boom I learned it with that night. I was like, oh, I just qu- I'm like Six or seven at this point. I'm like, oh, I just learned how to play a song. Cool Let's see what other songs I can play mm-hmm. and then I just learned and learned and learned and taught myself Everything, you know, and if I would have documented that whole experience a seven-year-old kid or seven to ten I forgot how old I was Playing guitar and like teaching himself by ear and by like watching videos. I feel like it would have been crazy You know, yeah, it would've been really cool. I feel like not a lot of people were doing that. So Everyone has unique experience and everyone should share, no matter if your job is mundane or, you know, everyone's experience is different. Your interaction at the grocery store is different. Your plant buying experience is different than the next person. Well,
1: you're seeing it with TikTok in crazy ways right now, right? You're seeing people get massive followings around the most niche, niche thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... You could make a TikTok channel out of just like rating the new Truly flavors and probably blow up on it. Just like doing some outlandish like rating of the new Truly flavors, like anything you can think of.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's we live in such a unique time, man, where you can just make something out of out of nothing. Really, mm-hmm. you can make something out of nothing, and man, it really is it's really really crazy. It really is. I think, man.
1: What are a couple of the the things, because you've mentioned that you have this kind of thing where you like to learn something and, like, end up putting it down after a little while in in many cases, but not with LinkedIn. What are a couple of the things that you think you've found about LinkedIn that have just kept you coming back, that, like, you don't get bored of it? Yeah,
0: so basically, I was, um, as I said, I was like, you have to build a feed for yourself. You really have to build a feed where you're looking at the best of the best. Who, give, who are giving away, as you mentioned, like free info on whether it be email marketing or content creation, whatever, basically building a feed of those people. I learn every day. I just, mm-hmm. I wake up, I scroll LinkedIn and I see something new that I didn't know the day before e- without fail. It's happened every single day. Yeah. And that's a reason why I stay there. Cause I just learned so much and I'm a quick learner and I can basically implement a lot of what these people are saying the day of, I see, I can follow like my top 10 creators, and then I see what posts of theirs did the best and then what posts did okay. And it's not me stealing it, I'm learning from them, learning, okay, hmm. hey, well, why did this post do better? Oh, it's more relatable, it has a wider reach, it has like a wider audience, a uh, wider call to action, and or maybe no call to action at all, just a call to like get involved in a, in a discussion. You know? And learning and kind of just developing that new skill that can apply to my job, it can apply to my content creation. You know, Side Hustle can apply to my TED Talk that I want to give in the future. You know, who knows? That's why I like LinkedIn so much. I learn every day something new, something I didn't think I would know, and it just keeps me going. I learn something new about random stuff.
1: <laughs> do you have a set kind of schedule of how often you're going to post, or do you kind of just post as you, as it comes to you, as the inspiration comes to um, you? So I usually it really it really depends uh so i feel like i see you like since i started following you i feel like i see you post pretty often but like sometimes people will have a schedule and they'll like want to stick to a schedule other times it's just like as it comes as the inspiration comes
0: yeah so i make it a point to show up even when i don't want to like i love linkedin with a passion but there's days where i'm like man i have nothing important to say at all sure but, like that imposter in or you're
1: just super busy maybe
0: yeah exactly even that too that happens far more often. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's kind of weird to like not post, I guess at this point, I, I know that there's people who really like what I have to write mm-hmm. no matter how mundane I think it is. I think people are inspired by like the randomest posts I make and it's, yeah. it's so, so cool, man. And basically my system is I, I write my posts Sunday and then I tweak them throughout the week. So if I don't like a post anymore, if I don't think it's cool if I don't, If my post on Monday did really bad and it Tuesday kind of follows the same format, see a Tuesday post. I just I figure it out.
1: So you write the whole week on Sunday? I try typically. I get like the ideas.
0: I get the ideas set. Basically, I take like an hour or two. I get the ideas set. I write what I can, what I can force myself to write. And then as the week goes on, I wake up in the morning, I see what people are writing about, see if there's anything I can learn before I post. And a lot of people use scheduling bots to kind Mm. of ship out their posts every day at like a certain time yeah I follow around 10 a.m eastern time but you know give or take depending on if I have to edit it or not it usually follows 30 minutes either way um but yeah I kind of just have a general idea of what I want to say and you know important topics that I think people should know about a lot of my content focuses on new creators and a lot of it is helpful tips for them when I first started there was so much that I could have learned so much I could have you know been better at just if I would have you know listened a little bit more instead of mm-hmm. just trying to like, you know, I'm sure to go for it and hit post. Yeah. A lot of it really comes down to, you know, the exact opposite of what you think you need to win on LinkedIn is what you need. Um, a lot of it is like connections. You know, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, did it even make a sound. Yeah. If you have the world's best post, that's going to get a million likes, but you have zero connections. No one's going to see it. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And you're kind of just documenting your own journey so far. You're documenting things that you've experienced that you know how to talk about yeah. that you... Have maybe done wrong, even that you can tell someone how to do right now, having experienced it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, I, and that's why I keep, I keep telling people to share their story because it's really, really cool. What's happened to me, I don't think is special. I think it could happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. When I, when it first really clicked that people really enjoy what I write, it, it felt crazy, and then I was like, wait a minute, dude, everyone can do this because what I'm writing is just my experience. I'm not really that crazy of a kid. I don't have a Lamborghini. I don't, I'm not that rich. I don't have, you know buku bucks i'm a normal guy who lives in orlando and i just you know write my experiences you know
1: yeah i think the thing that stands out to me about the way you write is it's just you can tell that you're on the cusp of like the best way to write on linkedin you could, you always get that sense from reading your posts as i've seen them mm-hmm. that's what really attracted me to your posts in the first place i would i saw him a couple times and then eventually i just saw it again i was like i keep seeing these guys posts and i would like i'd don't even know him, don't follow him, like but he like people I know keep liking his posts and bring it to the top of my feed and <laughs> like I would see him and it's always just like it's a very unique kind of way that you lay things out and lay out your ideas and you can tell that you're constantly kind of tweaking it and like trying things out. And it's for me I same thing. I like to follow creators that are just doing things differently, trying things and figuring it out.
0: For sure. Yeah, I when I first started, I was testing really wide. So I would test like one type of post versus another, versus another, versus another. And then now it's kind of been to a funnel where it's like now I tweak very small things, very minute things, like certain emojis I use in my posts, certain ways of speaking, certain hooks that people will comment like, oh, you got me with your hook because it's like yeah. so different and so unique. So I test out a lot with my hooks, but I test out very small things so that my engagement stays pretty good. I don't test wild posts, I don't test total like crazy contrarian posts where it's just like everyone's going to hate on it. Yeah. I was thinking about doing that for a while, but I, qu- <laughs> I quickly was like, no, it's fine. It's a me.
1: it's a tough thing to avoid. I'd find myself like having to avoid that now because I it kind of happened to me accidentally with one of my posts. I my like biggest ever clip on TikTok was like it was like 67,000 views and like something like five or 6,000 likes like hundreds of shares hundreds of saves because it was like the super controversial point I had a realtor on actually she literally is like in an office in this building and she came on and she said Orlando is the next Las Vegas and Miami is the next Manhattan and I just made it a clip without even thinking about it and it was just the most polarizing thing ever people like freaked out like people from florida were like celebrating and loving it and people from like las vegas and manhattan were like freaking out and it just like it went nuts but i mean it's it's a it's a very easy thing to do but it doesn't necessarily build an audience
0: yeah yeah i i think it just gives you clout i guess there's there's yeah tons you can see it there's tons of youtube accounts will just post like best tiktok compilations or best you know Whatever, maybe, and they have you know a million followers, mm-hmm. a million whatever. They probably make good money on it, but they're not really. They have building. no
1: personal brand. Yeah,
0: there's it's nothing. You know, it's mm-hmm. just uh, it's a figure in the bank at the end of the day. Yeah, my focus, and I think on LinkedIn, it's a lot easier. Is if you have a, a message to share, or if you have anything you want to put out to the world, especially in written form. I think I've loved writing since I was a kid. I think written form is widely overlooked, especially when, you know, in today's age, everyone's hooked on just watching six second videos. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really important that written form gets out there a little bit more.
1: It gets paid attention to on LinkedIn in a different way than really anywhere else. Exactly. I think even more so than Twitter.
0: Yeah, honestly, I can agree. I think Twitter... The attention span is the same Mm when you see a tweet that doesn't automatically hook you you're gone
1: gone. Yeah, a lot of it is just really short ones Whereas like I mean the way you post you've got like these long kind of drawn out things And I think people read the whole thing (laughs) This
0: shirt Is by one of my favorite brands called half evil and it's they're so cool back in the day in uh, In high school. I used to have a brand uh, Called good Samaritan and that was my first like entrepreneurial venture ever and that really kind of put me down the path.
1: Of Have you like, always kind of felt like an entrepreneur?
0: I always felt like I had to do something different. Yeah. I always felt like there was another path I could take. There was something more I could be doing. Um, and it really started with that, with Good Samaritan. I remember I was walking through a Walmart, and I thought of a name for a clothing brand. I was like, Good Samaritan, that'd be pretty cool. I looked it up. There was no clothing brands like that. And then one thing led to another. I found some printers in Miami, and then I basically made my first design ever. I... Was really, really into it for a little bit. It was really, really fun. And I still design a lot of shirts. Um, I design logos for a lot of my friends, whatever ventures they're doing. Um, but yeah, this brand, Half Evil, is my favorite. Sponsor me. Um, they are the best. They make basically a lot of what I was hoping to make with a the brand. They really did it and capitalized and made it like my dream brand. So every new drop they make, I have to buy something. They're, you know, I think they're the next big brand.
1: I think nice. really cool. It, Looks, like, a little bit edgy, but kind of cool. Like, it look, it's the Pokemon font. Yeah, I'm glad you know yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played them all. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: Huge Pokemon guy. Um, yeah, I'm a huge, oh, whoops. huge, huge video game guy. And that's, I don't know if that kind of led me into this whole, like, doing something different thing. But I've always loved those free roam games where you can just pick a path and do whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like in video games that I really loved, like Skyrim or Elden Ring or, you know. Zelda, even all of those games you had a choice and you can choose to do it or choose to, you know Do whatever whatever you wanted and I've always thought in life You have that you have a choice to you know stick to the script or you know, do your own thing or you know Make it happen some way I feel like the people I look up to the most just you know did the latter just did something their own way yeah, and You know a lot of people when I first started this whole LinkedIn thing Everyone was laughing at me like why are you posting selfies? Why are you writing this? This is so bad but for as many people as there was saying that to me, and a lot of them even my friends too, they were all like laughing at me when we would you know see each other. Double the people would say this is amazing, this yeah, is so cool. And the the shift that has happened in two and a half three months is ridiculous. Now I go to bars, and people who I haven't seen in years, I'll say hi to them. And they're like, man, I really love your LinkedIn stuff, man. Yeah, I really am, dude. It's awesome, and that brings a smile to my face, man. It's really really crazy to see you know how the, wild it shifted
1: the going to the bars thing it, i've gotten a little bit of the same thing with the podcast it's kind of nuts like just going out and like it, just that like someone you haven't seen in maybe like a year or two it, like even just finding out that they've like seen your stuff it's just kind of nuts like it's like it makes it real like we were talking about earlier. yeah it's
0: it like, really does that whole realness of it it's in this digital age we live in it's really hard to get that you know human connection man but i think when you really see it in person, it's like, wow, I'm really making a difference. No matter how small or big, no, no matter the scale, it's really cool that you're making a difference for anyone.
1: Um, I think it's important to get out there and like make those actual kind of human to human connections in addition to
0: all of this stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, It's, it brings
1: that context back to it that like allows you to just put in the realness that it takes to, to make it just a a connectable thing and like a a relatable thing
0: yeah for sure man it's it's wild it really is it's the coolest thing when you see people are actually like relating to it especially in person like i mean the feeling i really i would love to describe it for you all but it's 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 hard to put into words
1: yeah i mean fuel to get out there and do it yeah try it for yourself yeah
0: it's probably a good way to put it yeah yeah the more i the more i see the change happening where like you know my friends and people i knew would like laugh at me and and say it was so stupid what I was doing and then now it's the complete opposite where they're all like my friends are even asking me, How do I do this? How do I do this on LinkedIn? And I love helping them, but I'm like even more so like this is crazy. Yeah. Like I
1: No, I know what you mean. It's a hard hurdle to get over when you like first start something because it seems like it's not working when you first start it and it's not. You have to figure out how to get it to work to keep it going. Yeah. And do you get a lot of doubters that it's a it's an easy thing to let stop you but if you just keep pushing through and see the bigger picture you can do it
0: exactly exactly i think it's really important to have like a big picture in mind my thing was i always wanted to impact people no matter the scale i really didn't care if it was like a million people obviously that's the goal for everyone like but even impacting one person with your unique experience it doesn't matter if you're the best at something or if you're like an expert at whatever if your unique experience can impact one person and you think it can you know, why not? Why not just post that, make that LinkedIn post, make that, you know, TikTok clip, you know, who knows? Maybe one day you'll be changing lives like you and me are hoping to do. So, yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: Speaking of changing lives, have you, I know you want to be a TED speaker one day. Have you given much thought to like the general topic that it might be in, or are you kind of leaving that open for when you figure it out and when it hits you?
0: Yeah. So, um, when I first started on LinkedIn, I was really set on, I'm going to be a tech guy because I work in tech and I, love technology computers video gaming everything around that space I love right especially even like digital creating and stuff Mm -hmm. It's really really gonna shape our future for the next 10 20 30 years so I always thought that was gonna be it I always thought my TED talk was gonna be about the next newest things in tech and how I'm playing a role in them I thought it'd be when I was like way down the line 40 50 years old giving a TED talk about my experiences in AI or whatever it may have been but I think now uh, my calling I guess is helping people share their story not, I guess I know. I know it's helping people share their story. I think, as I've said, you know, numerous times on LinkedIn and on here, it's everyone has a unique story to share, man, and not enough people are doing it. Not enough people are giving their take on things. Not enough people are just putting themselves out there and seeing if what they make sticks. Yeah. You know, every big company you looked up to when you were growing up that you wanted to work for or that you thought was super cool, they all started by themselves or like with one person in like a room. You know, they all just started. Small. Any big influencer you saw made their first post. Any big guitarist or anything you like, they all made their first post, and they were probably in the same shoes as you. Like, wow, there's so many people who're better than me. Why should I do this?
1: I remember I heard I as a podcast host now. I'm constantly just watching other podcasts, like always trying to find new ones and just look at like little things that work for them that are unique to them, and like similar to like you with the LinkedIn stuff, like trying to get uh, fly flying around. <laughs> third podcast guest. (laughs) Um, But just trying to like pick out little ideas from here and there and like bring them all together. I watch entertainment stuff, education stuff, all kind of like trying to like make it a whole thing that like leads me into being a better podcast host. And I remember I heard uh, another podcast host one time say like kind of talking about when they first got started and it was like Just tough to get over that initial hurdle. They actually would go and find other podcasts and go to their very, very first video, just scroll all the way down to it or like, like the audio, whatever, and just look at like the views of it and look at like, oh, they also had to start at nothing and like build it up from somewhere.
0: Every person or every company you look up to started at nothing. Mm -hmm. They always started they either started with an idea or they, you know, developed an idea from their experiences and they created something. Yeah. That's what separates a lot of your goals from where you are today. It's really just, you know, you have this idea, why not share it? If it sucks, dude, who you know what's gonna happen? You know? On to the next. At least you tried. Yeah. You know, when I leave this earth, I hope that I've tried everything I wanted to try. That's mm-hmm. a huge mantra for me. Is I want to try everything. I want to get after it. Whatever it is, if I have an interest in it, I'm gonna try. No matter what it is. If it's, you know, jujitsu or if it's like bowling or if it's like, you know. Becoming an interior decorator. If it's anything like that, I'm going to take a stab at it. And if it doesn't work, you know, who cares? You know? Where
1: do you think that mindset comes from for you?
0: I really I really wish I could tell you where, like...
1: it no sounds like something you've old. always had.
0: Yeah, I've always been that guy who's just doing something different. I don't know. Maybe my parents instilled it in me. I hope it's them. Yeah. Hey, mom and dad, if you're listening. A <laughs> um, little shout out. Yeah. They, they really shaped me into being who I am. I think a lot of my good characteristics come from both my parents. They both... Really reinforced me that you can do anything, and you know, like most parents do. But they really like gave me the tools. Like, hey, if you really want to learn this thing, if you want to learn guitar, we'll buy you a guitar. Yeah. And you know, if you really want to get into this, we'll help you with this. If you really wanted to, you know, for instance, I wanted to play high school basketball. I was decent. I'm t- decently tall. Mm-hmm. Um. So my parents bought me a coach, and it's not just buying me things. It's like encouraging me. Like, hey, you can do this. We'll be here if you need it. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I guess the reinforcement. Like, hey, anything you want to do is possible.
1: Sound like good parents.
0: Yeah. I created my clothing company and they were the first people to like put an order in and they were the first people to like try to put me in contact with like a lawyer to like patent it and like copyright it. And I guess a lot of their support really made it think made it seem like, hey, you know, this is this is doable, man. A lot of what I want to do is is here. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild to think of that, but it's crazy. Um
1: that's awesome, man. Yeah. on a little bit of a different note we had kind of a couple things we talked about off air that I thought would be interesting to get into just talking about some of the stuff that you do one thing that we kind of were tossing around is just this idea of like tips for monetizing things online Mm -hmm. and you said that you had like a couple things that you had picked up from just talking to different creators and people on LinkedIn people online what are a few tips that stand out for you as just ways to monetize things online. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of what I know about monetizing online is from my experience in sales and my internships in college and my roles that I've had out of college and especially from the people I learn from every day. Um, In any situation you have in your life or anything you want to do, you're going to need people there. Um, You can do it on your own, but if you want to like, you know, start a podcast, you're going to have to go online and look up how to do a podcast. That person is helping you, even if it's not like face to face. I think people are gonna be your biggest resource for how to find out how to monetize and how to specifically get into your niche. So let's say you wanna be the best, um, what is it? In, like, let's say you wanna be the best interior decorator in the world. Find on LinkedIn the best interior decorators in the world, get with them, and like just try to connect with them, understand like where they started, where they're coming from, and use what they write every day and just kinda of use that as like, okay, this is what they're doing, this is why it's working. And if you become friends with them, you start connecting with them and you actually get to start talking to them, that's when you can start building those relationships and you can start asking things like, hey, I see you're selling a course on this. Any chance you can tell me how you kind of got into this? Like, what did you do? And then from my experience, the best way to do it is connecting with people and building an audience first. Finding what niche you wanna be in and sticking to it. For me, it's new creators. I wanna help people who, who are like me two and a half months ago who were scared to hit that post button and didn't know where to go after they did it i want to help them get to where i am in a fifth of the time
1: you know? yeah help so them learn from your mistakes yeah just shortcut it
0: so the biggest thing for me i think is connecting on linkedin i think that's by and large the biggest thing people are missing you know if a tree falls in the woods no one's running to hear it, it didn't be make a sound best post won't go anywhere without connections so i have a free course um uh it's my five best that I've used to build my, my audience, cold DM templates. So I would send these out to people who I really looked up to, um, not just random people, it would be people who were in the same niche as me, people who made content for new creators, for CEOs who wanted to get into the space, for people who wanted to get into copywriting, into marketing, into sales. I would connect with them if I liked what they wrote. I would send them these templates. I would just go off from there and just you know, be friends with them, ask them tips. I'd comment on their stuff, they'd comment back. And from there, I started posting more. And there I started really getting into like, okay, I can help you, you can help me, here's what we're gonna do it. And it was never a transactional thing, it was like, oh, your goal is this, I'm gonna help you. And oh, your goal is this, okay, cool, I'll help you. And people are really gonna bring you there. And I think, as far as a monetization standpoint, it really comes down to your niche. Are you offering something that most people aren't offering? And are you willing to um, get help? If you wanna just release something by yourself, you can go for it, but it probably won't do well. You're gonna need people to review it. That's a big thing. A lot of my friends, before I release my courses, I re- have people review it night and day, make sure it was cool. I would send it to mm-hmm. my friends. I would make sure, hey, does this make sense? Is this like, is this like overstepping? Like, yeah. can I not release this. And all the feedback. Get feedback. Some feedback. Is, yeah, feedback is wildly important. So I really don't have any like actionable like. Here's how you're to monetize. I think.
1: Oh, I think that's an important note. Is like figuring out what it means for your niche specifically figure out yeah i I think there's some subtext we missed there like i want to zoom in on for a second is um figuring out what your niche is in the first place is very important and figuring out how to talk about that it's like building, you're building a brand, right? You're building your own brand. And if you're building like a clothing brand or something like that, you have to figure out what the story of that brand is and how to tell that story. What What's your messaging? What's your messaging going to be on every different channel that you're on? You have to figure out how to communicate that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a huge piece of the puzzle is your niche. Um, when, as I said, when I first got on there, I thought I was going to be Mr. Tech. I was going to be the guy who talked about all the newest innovations. And I found the most joy of just telling my experience day in and day out, however dumb it was or however, you know, um, what's the word for it? Like monotonous, I guess.
1: Yeah, however like insignificant it yeah, seemed. Yeah,
0: however like, weird my experiences were. I, as I've said, it's like I love to learn and keep learning every day. That's why I think LinkedIn is huge for me. Um, but I learned from e- even interactions, like a grocery store, or, you know, interactions when I'm like trying to buy clothes or something, I learned from a lot of people and a lot of the things I'm doing, you know, even if it's just something small, I feel like I could turn that into like something that could help someone or, you know, I learned a sales tactic from this guy at Amber at and Fitch or something, you know, whatever it may be. If I learn something, I feel like I can share with people. And I feel like since I've already started sharing, you know, you know, let's write this as a post. And then from there, The whole tech thing kind of faded away and I was like you know what I'm really just good at learning things and helping people out you know helping people connect people like I had friends of mine send me screenshots using my cold dm templates and they're like hey this guy with 200,000 followers said this is the best dm he's received in a year I was like yeah I was like wow that's huge. I feel like me helping people share their story is my story, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's where it's gonna go, and that's where it's, you know, taking me now.
1: It sounds like that could be what your TED Talk is on one day. That's that's it. Did right some format, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I, I technically have my TED Talk written out. I've had it written out for like a few months now. As soon as I kind of got into LinkedIn and I was, like figured out running, that niche, and I was like, yeah, I figured it out that like, okay, I'm good at helping people share their story. I think everyone has a story to share. Now I know what my TED Talk's gonna be on, mm-hmm. and then I got a DM from one of my friends, Chris, and he sent me a screenshot of him applying for my TED talk, or like, he submitted my name into TED, so it's like, I was like. Wow. I was like, dude, it's real, man. Yeah. And then I, I like looked in the mirror, and so I was like, wow, man, I, I, this can really be happening after like a month and some change on LinkedIn. And then another TED talk, TEDx talk opened up in Tampa. I applied to um, speak at that. And I don't have a response yet, but, you know, fingers crossed if you look in this.
1: So you're already actively applying and, like, leaving it open to it could happen now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not expecting
0: anything. I'm expecting that I need to do some more. You know, the imposter syndrome thing is still super relevant right now. Sure, yeah. So, you know, if I didn't get one or if I did, I would feel like I would feel two different things, but I kind of feel the same. Like, okay, I've either earned it. Okay, I need to earn it. Yeah. It's like it's that same feeling of like, okay, this is the answer. I'm fine with it. Yeah. They're fine with the answer, no matter what it is. If they say yes, awesome. Life goal complete. Like I'm gonna be so happy.
1: What would you do if it happened like next week, and then you did it, and you're done, and your TED talk is out there, and this lifelong goal is done? What do you I've think always, you would do? Dude,
0: funny enough, I've always thought of that. I'm like, am I just gonna like stop? I, I don't think I am. <laughs> it's it's a very philosophical thing to think about. It's like, what do goals really even mean mm-hmm. at the end of the day? It's like. They're just there to keep you from boring yourself to death, right? Yeah. Oh, I want to do this. It's like, why? I really want to help people, no matter what it is, whether it be some guy I meet at a convenience store or online on LinkedIn. Um, you know, if my TED talk gets like two views, you know, hey, I still did it and I still followed through with my goal. Hell yeah, I'm super happy with that. You know, I don't think know how you would I'm gonna... just
1: start writing the next one.
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'd try, kind of leverage it and be like, I'm a TEDx speaker, and this is, you know, what I'm gonna do. I'd kind of figure it out. I'd just be like. I think I'd go full-time into like coaching or full-time into public speaking. Yeah. I feel like the confidence I've gained from LinkedIn and the things that it's taught me prepare me enough that I could I could confidently give that that speech next week. If you asked yeah. me 2 months ago, I'd be like, "Dude, no. I would leave the country." You know? Yeah. But now with what I've learned and the experiences I've had, I definitely think I can do it next week. Yeah. Know? I'd have to prepare it, I wouldn't get any sleep, but I would do it. And I'd be super stoked to do it.
1: You had a really good note there. The confidence you gain from just getting diving into something like this and really, really learning about it and getting better at something is incredible. I've gotten that similarly just from growing the podcast and figuring out how to do a podcast and just trying to be a better host. Just improving in a craft brings you so much confidence, like yeah. no matter what it is.
0: Yeah, uh, one of my good friends, David Lasowski, he is the man. He's helped me so much with everything I do, whether it be especially video creation. Um, He is my go-to guy whenever I have to do anything video-wise, and life-wise, he's really, really a great mentor to me and teach me a lot about, you know, how he's succeeded in digital platforms. He's really big on Facebook and a few other channels. But he talked with me about something that was so important, which is the switch from confidence to conviction in your life. And I think now, when you first start in a platform, you have to kind of show confidence, like, hey, I am this guitar player. I am this artist. I am this content creator. I am this expert in this field.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's you're kind of like fibbing to the audience. You're not really lying, but you're just like, "Hey, I'm I'm a figure, and this is." You're what
1: inflating a little bit.
0: You're inflating a little bit, and everyone does it. It's mm-hmm. it's the trick of the trade. You got to show your best of your best, what you've been doing, even if your life is mundane. You can just be so you and so unique, and so special that it like you come across with a lot of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And then quickly, as you start gaining traction, you start feeling like, okay, people actually resonate with this. I gotta keep going. I gotta keep running with it. And that's what happened with me and sharing my story stuff. I kind of strayed away from the tech stuff and went into TED talk and sharing your story and how important it is for new creators to get on here and just post something and just connect to someone who can maybe give them a new job or just connect with someone who can, you know, tell them where the way they should move the next city they should move to, you know? You never know.
1: Yeah, LinkedIn is so great for stuff like that too. I. I don't think I've shared this story before on the podcast, but I actually, that remote job that I mentioned earlier that I learned a ton from, it was basically, um, it was a job with a marketing agency out of Jacksonville. And our biggest client was Marriott and Marriott Digital Services, like the resort company. So I worked with different Marriott hotels around the country. And it was this incredible job that taught me so much. I actually literally just got that job because I got like a cold, like I had like really fluffed up my resume on on, uh, LinkedIn and I just got a cold DM from like the HR manager of the place and she was hiring and I just answered it and got on a call and like two weeks later I had a job, like this awesome job off of straight off of LinkedIn. Yeah. It happens just like that. It's wild. And I wasn't even, like, sharing anything, doing anything at the time. So if you start sharing your story, doing stuff, and, like, actually—
0: Oh, I think I got the fly. Oh, no, he's
1: gone. (laughs) (laughs) First time we've had a fly on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever watch uh, Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah. There's that whole episode where the entire episode he's just, like, chasing a fly around. It's awesome. Almost get into a podcast where the whole time we're just trying to catch the fly. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, I, I just got this job just from, like, being on LinkedIn and being prepared. And it's it's an incredible platform for opportunities in career.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I think a huge piece of LinkedIn is connections. I think it's the biggest thing is the people you can meet. Um, like, a lot of the people I know kind of are in the same field. And the, the different walks of life that I've been able to meet, people who live in different countries, the amount of my friends who are in the UK now is mind boggling to me I would never think that I would talk to someone digitally who lives there in you know a million years but now I'm friends with like 10 creators who all live there people who live all over the states all over everywhere and it's yeah. you know they do totally different things for me they can work in construction they can work in you know marketing they can work in hospitality nursing things like that and it's just so bizarre to see like how fast LinkedIn has helped me develop a, connect- a network of people who just you know like what I write I like what they write and now we're friends you know whether
1: I love that tip so much that you had earlier, I want to just re emphasize it about whenever you want to learn something, just going into the search bar and just searching for the best creators on it because yeah. the best creators in a specific topic on LinkedIn are not only going to be knowledgeable on the, on the subject. But they're the best creators on the subject, not only because they're knowledgeable, but because they're the best at sharing it, and exactly. they know how to boil it down to understandable points. So you'll learn faster from them too. It's the same thing with like YouTube, like going on and just trying to learn something yeah. on YouTube. But LinkedIn is this very interesting focus on just professionalism and like your career and developing your career in all kinds of different facets.
0: Yeah, it, it's wild. Uh, it's it really is so important your connections and even the people you follow. I mean, I think it's really important for everyone who starts on LinkedIn to build a feed of what they wanna learn. If they wanna learn email marketing, go out there, find the best people, maybe send them a connection request, if not, just follow them and learn from how they write, what they do and the free tools they give out. It's it's almost priceless at this point, in my opinion. I think it's, it's so, so important that your feed is what you wanna learn. You can learn from these people night and day. And really, the coolest thing is that you can DM them and literally just get to know them and pick their brain like like that immediately. Like I've talked to people who have 50 times the amount of followers I do, and I don't even have that many in my eyes, but I think 50 times what I have is like bonkers. Yeah. And I've talked to them. They've reached out to me. People have reached out to me who are like, I really love what you're writing. I'm like, you're mm-hmm. kidding me. Yeah. A huge tip that I will give out for free. Uh, it's the way I built a lot of my connections is I would find those top creators in, let's say email marketing. I'd find the top two, three, four, five. I'd send them all connection requests using my DM templates. Um, and then what I would then do is go to their best posts or their p- posts that are fo- featured on their profile, go there or the most recent ones, scroll down and see who's commenting on the, on, the pro- on the profile and what are they writing? Are they writing things that I would also comment? Are they commenting? And if, like if you really, this is a very niche thing, but if you look at LinkedIn and you see their name, you'll also see their tagline or their mm-hmm. bio right under their name in the comments. So you can go there and say, let's say my niche is I'm, I want to help surfers get on TikTok. I find the top guy who talks about that on LinkedIn. I go to his, his uh, post with a thousand likes. I find four guys in the comments that are like, surfer bro, who wants to get, you know, or like surf enthusiast or like um, TikTok enthusiast. You just message those people too. You kind of funnel it down. I kind of use the whole funnel. It's like I find the top creators who's commenting on their stuff, and then you kind of just keep going from there until you find your ideal person.
1: You wow. Can, you
0: can find them on any stage. Like, maybe the top creator is your ideal client or your ideal friend you want to meet. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I never think of anyone as a client. I really think it's like, I'm helping this person. I think it's like a person or a friend. I'm gonna funnel it down, and if like the top person is getting a lot of traction writing what I want to write, I go to their comments, who's commenting on their stuff? I send them one of my five cold DM templates. They kind of just, you know, you add a whole bunch of people. It's not randomly, but it's targeted. You find someone who is writing what you like, something you would write, and there. you know, If they see your post, if they end up clicking into your profile. They see that you're writing about the same stuff. Easy connection. Yeah. And from there, you can build a lot of connections following what you like. Valuable
1: connections valuable. that are going to engage and comment.
0: And then your feed now is all of those people. All of mm-hmm. those posts that are related to the same things you like are all in your feed constantly. And that's what really helped me. I followed... It really all started with Justin Welsh. He is the best creator, I think, on LinkedIn. I think there's no one who does it better than him. There's a few others who are getting close to his level, but Justin Welsh is it. And I would always go to his profile. I would, every single morning he would write, I would write a comment. I'd see, he gets hundreds of comments. I'd find people who have similar taglines, like helping CEOs get noticed on LinkedIn, helping FinTech executives get noticed on LinkedIn, helping TikTok stars move into LinkedIn. I want to help people move into LinkedIn, no matter where the hell they are, you know. So I would add all of those people. My feed is now how this guy is helping TikTokers get here. This How this guy is helping Facebook influencers get here, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then I keep learning and the cycle keeps going. And it's a huge LinkedIn learning circle. It really is. Um, and that's kind of what really pushed me at the beginning is finding so many people. My feed was so knowledgeable of like things that I was gonna get good at you know
1: in the entrepreneurial world a lot there's a lot of buzz around just finding good mentors for things and how that relates to LinkedIn a little bit
0: yeah I think mentors are a huge piece of success but not in the way that everyone thinks everyone thinks you need to find a specific person to be your mentor or someone who's going to guide you to your your path your destined path I think a lot of what I like about LinkedIn is the fact that everyone's a mentor Everyone who I follow shares something, whether it be their experience from the day, um, their lessons from being a CEO, their lessons from failing, their lessons from succeeding and closing a huge deal. They're all pseudo mentors. It's all giving you little tidbits of what a good mentor would give you, and it's all free. And if you're scared to go reach out and ask for an actual mentor, LinkedIn's the perfect place for you. You know, you can learn so much for free just if you mm-hmm. look in the right places. I think a super important piece for people to do when you first start. It's not about posting. It's mainly about doing outbound connection requests and it's not just shooting your shot with 100 different people a day that's how you're going to get your account banned i think it's just finding 10 to 15 to 20 people a day who you really admire and you think oh i want to get into copywriting i'm going to follow the top 20 people i'm going to connect with them send them a cold dm and you know see if they want to like just teach me anything just ask them a quick question like hey how did you get started that's it and then they just say hey you know i was just, i quit my job doing this and i learned this i took this course and this is what i this is why i got this is how i got to where i am today and a lot of these people have really helped me become really, really good at, you know, helping people share their story. I
1: well, know. everyone's got a different entry point too, right? You Absolutely. can get something different from any creator. You, like if you follow 20 copywriters, everyone's going to give you a little bit, some something a little bit different.
0: Yeah. And ex- exactly. In your feed, you'll realize that everything you see is just a little bit different. Everyone has that unique, you know, touch
1: their on own perspectives
0: on their, you know, comments on, you know, the things they you know repost and, Learning from every single person there is, in my opinion, the same value as having a mentor. It's the same value as having, you know, a specific person to teach you these things. You have 20 different people teaching you one thing a day. It's almost as good as having one person teach you one thing face-to-face, in my eyes. I think it's wildly overlooked to go and add new people in on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So just get out there, make, like, a ton of connection requests, but make them intentionally. Yeah. Like, very intentionally, targeted. Across the types of things you want to improve on yourself.
0: Yeah And another huge piece that I will add is a lot of the DMs that I have in my cold DM course Are you know tried and true? I've used them all and they've all worked out really well for me People have been like wow, I really appreciate that. It's very thought out You should really try putting a personalized spin on them Um, People get DMs constantly. I'm sure you do. I do all the time the worst thing that I see on LinkedIn is people just trying to cold sell you things, whether it be, Hey, you know, thanks for connecting. So literally
1: talked about this yesterday. We, yeah, Like the yeah.
0: worst thing on LinkedIn is that everyone gets flooded on their inboxes with, you know, just, Hey, donate to this or, Hey, you know, we have a new opportunity for you in, Kuwait or something. You're
1: like, what? You mentioned that you like how many you get now just like constantly. I get a lot too, just out of virtue of like what I do, like the things I'm involved in, and like I find that I don't have enough time to go through all of them. Do you even have enough time to go through all of them or not really? I would
0: love to say that I do. Um
1: It's it gets impossible at a point, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So as I was saying when we were off air, I was when I first started, it would really change for me is I, I really focused on other people and not my own posts. I would just post what I thought of the day. I'd post it and then I would go connect people, connect with 10, 20 people a day, people who either thought like me, and then after a while I would think, I would try going after people who didn't think like me, people who I thought had something new, you know, a different field that maybe I didn't know a lot about. You know, I'd just kind of go after them, see if I can, you know, change my perspective on something, no matter how minute it might be. I would do that for a while. And then now, you know, when I first started this whole LinkedIn thing two and a half months ago, I was only at like 500 connections and now I'm at like 3,000 something. Yeah and impressive thank you and it's still a journey it's still like this is to me everything seems like chapter one everything seems like this is just the beginning this is like and it's not that i expect to be like at a hundred thousand it's just like every milestone feels like okay like yeah there's gotta be something what next yeah what next so as i said i was just
1: just constantly moving the goalposts forward
0: yeah it's kind of weird
1: (laughs) should patent that the chapter one mindset
0: yeah it's just chapter one it's always just hey this is the beginning you know this is the beginning Oh, you got here faster than you thought. This is just the beginning. Um, that's actually really good. I'm gonna write that down in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's essentially, man. Like I connected with all these people when I first started, and since I've grown so much and people have related to my stuff, now it's gotten to the point where it's people are hitting me up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 10, 20 people a day. And now it's 20 to 40 people a day messaging me, and it's it's gotten to be a lot, and it's it's so enjoyable in like the weirdest way where it's like, I don't have the time for this. And it's like the best problem to have.
1: Yeah. Being too busy. It it really is. Like there's, I mean, things that come along with it, but ultimately you, you know, that it's always elevating you and pushing you to be better. If you're that busy all the time, what are some things that really stand out in like, a? so I hadn't even shared this yet, but just candidly, the way we connected is I just I think I just cold DM'd you, and I was just like, hey, like, I've been seeing your posts. I like what you're doing. Like, do you want to be on the podcast? So, obviously, like, you're in the midst of, like, getting all these – what was it – what are the types of things that work for you if, like, someone's reaching out that, like, catches your attention?
0: Yeah, I think I can smell honesty, like, a mile yeah. away. I, I click into every single one. Like, okay. I, I can I can – I have the time to just click into them. A good, like, third of them, I'll just – I won't even respond it'll be like a sales pitch it'll be like someone just
1: i know exactly what you mean i was having a conversation about this literally yesterday about how like the so many people who go straight for the sales pitch they're like i'll get dms that are like hey i noticed that you have a problem with like with your lead generation yeah they'll go straight into like do you want 20 new qualified candidates on your calendar tomorrow like I'm just like what? i didn't even i wasn't even looking for this like yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just you're way off base.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's so, it's so weird. <laughs> I, I think like my mantra is life is all about upgrading your problems. Always it's upgrading your problems, whether it be like, you know, food, shelter, you know, that's the basic problems, clothing. Then you know, it goes, oh, then it goes like better food. Then it goes better connections. Then it go better people, better relationships. And it keeps you know leveling up, leveling up. So like my problem was that I wasn't getting enough reactions or posts cause I wanted to be a LinkedIn creator. And then I started getting them, and now the problem is I can't satisfy everyone. You know, now I have to figure out who deserves, you know, responses, and everyone does. Don't get me wrong; everyone deserves a response. But at the same time, people say, "Hey, thanks for connecting." I hate. I say, "Of course, man. Like, super happy to be connected with you." The next thing, I'm inviting mm-hmm. you to a 30 minute like pitch or like a 30 minute call where we can just talk about my lead gen platform. I'm like,
1: yeah. yeah, it like. You're you're trying to connect right off the bat with that. Like we haven't even had the chance to connect and like, yeah, me and build value with each other and like, give me a reason to buy into what you're doing. Like it's just it's putting the cart before the horse. Exactly. A lot of people Absolutely. do that. The
0: word the word is connection. Like mm-hmm. You're hey, I'm connecting with you. It's yeah. not like I'm connecting with you. The mindset a lot of people is I'm going to connect to you because I can sell to you. Yeah, I feel like if I wanted to sell on LinkedIn, I could kill it because yeah. it really is just about building a legitimate relationship, man. And if you have a product that ends up like aligning with them, dude, maybe go for it. You know, I don't think selling on LinkedIn is wrong. I think you can build a relationship with someone. If I talk to you about like, you know, my microphone business and you talk to me, hey, I have a podcast, you know, hey, dude, look, I'll give you a sick discount. You're really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want, if you're interested, dude, sweet. If not, no worries, man. You're still a cool guy, you know? But if I just went for it, hey, do you need microphones? You'd be like, I mean, maybe. And I showed you a yeah. quote for like microphones. You'd be like, dude, whatever. But if I give you the story, if I tell you like, Hey, you know, like I started this thing out of my, you know, my, my basement, me and like my parents are like funding this whole thing. It's really, really cool. Like, dude, that's really cool. I would love to support you, man. I'd love to buy your microphones, you know? Yeah, you've got to
1: build that trust, build that value first.
0: Building a whole story and building a whole, like a reason for people to buy is massively important in sales and in LinkedIn. It's not just selling yourself. It's selling your idea. Like this guy is going to be my go-to for X whether it be microphones you know exotic fish or you know or like (laughs) pillowcases whatever it may be right it's like
1: funny you say exotic fish I just came across some like some account the other day on like Instagram or TikTok or something of this guy where his whole niche is like he's he's the shrimp breeder he's like (laughs) like he is all this content of him just being in this room surrounded by like tanks of just shrimp and he's just breeding and selling like expensive shrimp and he's built this whole niche around it that is so wild yeah it's (laughs) like it can get so specific and everyone like you have been saying a couple times like everyone's got their own kind of like unique perspective and story to share yeah
0: everyone does no matter what you do man no matter what it is you do you have a unique story I promise it's if you were if you're a bagger at Publix if you're you know a door guy at Walmart I bet you there's so many cool stories you can tell like if you're
1: a door guy at Walmart you probably see Dude, insane shit yeah I'm like hear crazy stories
0: all the time I bet you know like I'll tell you the cool one of the coolest stories that I really wanted to share with LinkedIn and I did when I was earlier on was this guy Patrick he was um I started at LA Fitness I moved to Winter Park like a year ago I think a year and a half ago and now I moved out of there but when I went there I started at LA Fitness and this guy named Patrick he was a salesman for LA Fitness and you walk into the gym and he's Always there, always the front seat. And every single time I walked in there, without knowing my name, since the day I joined, he'd always just give me, what's up, man? Yeah. Every single day, without fail. Like, he never missed it, not once. Every single day, no matter how bad I felt, no matter how good I felt, he was always there.
1: There's and, a guy at the gym downtown where I go that does that every time. Too. Yeah. He's always just like, what's up, man? It just made Don't know idea. his name even yet. Yeah. But he's just always, yeah.
0: I never knew his name. I had no clue for like six months. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing the LinkedIn thing and I was like, dude, you know what? This guy makes my day every single day. I guarantee you, like, people would love to hear the story because it's so nice that someone random in your life, like, smiles at you, dude, it makes your day, you know? So, yeah. Like, some random encounter at, like, a gas station will, like, impact you in, like, a weird way, you know? And I told him, dude, you make my day every single day. He's like, man, you just made my day, man. Thank you so much. I'm like, He's like, I'm glad someone noticed it. And I was like, let's
1: go. That's awesome.
0: Super cool guy. And it, it's wild, you know. I wouldn't have even thought about approaching him because, you know, everyone's nervous. Everyone's nervous to talk to random people like that. I would never even have thought of it if I didn't have people who would have appreciated that story. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have thought of going the extra mile to take a picture with him if it wasn't for, like, a group of like a thousand people on LinkedIn who like loved that you thought might enjoy
1: the story exactly. get some value exactly. out of it exactly
0: and I think it's it, that's another huge shock of LinkedIn is like you kind of have people depending on you now so like mm-hmm. the days where I don't feel like posting or, or like I can't think of anything to write I have to think of something yeah it's like I'm forced to and it's in the best way possible you know like i'm just like oh god i really have no inspiration like i said earlier i write all my posts on like a sunday Mm -hmm. for this week i have had no inspiration to write at all i even wrote about it on monday i think or friday i was like i have no inspiration to write at all but i'm showing up even if i don't want to because that's what's going to separate me from the next person yeah and you know it's not to say that getting lazy is like or not having the inspiration is bad it's like no like a lot of people lose inspiration it's fine it's a process of life Mm -hmm. but i think what separates a lot of people is that. Hey, I'm gonna still be here. I'm still gonna do it, you know? Yeah. And so when I have people who are You have to. I mean that's yeah. if
1: you don't, then yeah. you're eventually you're gonna get you're gonna let yourself get burned out and like one miss is gonna lead to the next and you're just gonna stop doing it. You gotta just you gotta always come back to it and keep doing it.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, man. I think it's consistency is really, really, really overlooked. I mean a lot of the entrepreneur types still like hon- like hammered in, like, you have to be consistent. And I never believed it for the longest time, but staying consistent, man, even if you don't want to do it, even if it's like, oh, this sucks, it, it's, so, it's so will pay off. Like, yeah. The fact that I was consistent, even when I was writing the stupidest posts, the worst posts that I ever, I, I look back now, because I'm vain. And I look at how, yeah. my, how my posts did back then. And like the types of stuff I was writing, I was like, "Wow, really?" And it's only like three months ago, you know.
1: I do the same shit with my clips of the podcast. I'll look back at even just like the way I was editing them at the beginning. And I'm like, "Oh my god."
0: Yeah, I'll, I was like, I'm like, what was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> I then,
1: put this out.
0: Yeah, and then I and then I keep scrolling up, and I'm like, I realize how far down I've gone. I'm like, this has only been three months, man. I'm, I'm I'm showing up here every single day. There hasn't been a day I have missed. Feels like, good. It's it's wild. It's yeah. wild. I and mean, when you see like, it's like a steady chart of like, okay, I had like five likes, a hundred impressions, like the next, the next day where I just like looked at someone else's stuff in my feed, 10 likes, a 200. And then like, and then it snowballed really fast. And the, the coolest thing is like, now I have people like you reaching out to me like, Hey, let's do a podcast together. Let's do this whole thing. And now I get to sp- spread my message that I think everyone should share their story on, you know, a way wider platform, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that, you know you really just hit that post button or you connect to that person you just go for it and you just stay consistent and you just do it because eventually it will pay off you
1: know i love that well manny i have a couple questions that i kind of like to ask on every podcast so we kind of talked about them off air a little bit but the first one is if you could and for you this is this is a kind of unique and interesting thing because you've made these huge strides in a short amount of time (laughs) But I'm gonna start with the kind of the starting point of getting into LinkedIn, because I feel like that's been like the biggest, kind of most transformative thing for you. If you could go back in time and kind of take the wisdom and knowledge that you've learned since you first got into LinkedIn and talk to a younger Manny as he was first getting into it, what are a couple of things you would tell him to do differently? Yeah.
0: If I, good question, man. If I had to go back to when I first started this whole LinkedIn thing and had to change something or tell myself something, I would a thousand times out of a thousand tell myself to focus on other people, focus on other people's successes and they will repay the favor. And it's not a transactional thing where, Oh, like I'm supporting them. So now they have to support me. It's, you know, you're giving something for someone, you know, the feeling of giving is as you age and as you get on, you know, social media platforms, you'll find that the feeling of giving is so much better than the feeling of receiving. And once you give a lot, you'll see that you do receive a lot too. Yeah. The more and more you give on a platform, whether it be in your posts in connections, which I think is the most valuable. If you give and give and give to people, they will repay it back. Mm-hmm. So if I could focus on something, if I could tell myself something like 3 months ago I'd be like, "Hey, focus on other people first. Put them ahead of yourself. Connect to people who you look up to above all else. Never lose sight of that. Just always connect to people who are going to help you improve and you know luckily if not for me I did it pretty early on within like first like four weeks I, I really got into connecting with people mm-hmm. but I was mad at myself when my post didn't do well I was mad when they like you know I was like dude I really worked hard on this why didn't it do well and it was you know people just not being there yeah know? but once I started giving in the comments I started like say this is an amazing post I love what you did and give my real insight to it and then they would hit me up they would connect with me I would connect with people they liked I would just you know this whole giant community started forming around me and me around others. I would yeah. be in other people's communities that's forming around them. If I had to go back and give myself any advice, it's 100% focused on people because people are going to be there at every step of the journey, whether it be supporting your goals or you know cheering you on when you finally give that TEDx speech. People are going to be there, man, and that's the biggest piece of advice I can give myself.
1: I love that. Get out there and just connect with people, focus on helping people.
0: Yeah, and they will help you back every time.
1: That's awesome, man. And then the other question I have for you, so the show is called Profession Session, right? And I I hadn't mentioned this yet, but I have this kind of thesis with the show that has kind of become my guiding light, if you want to call it that, which is that really anything can be a profession, right? Especially in the world we live in today, this digital world, you can make, I mentioned it earlier, you you can make being the best shrimp breeder in the world a profession. Like anything can be a profession. Um, So I like to ask this to everyone, what does it mean to you personally to be a professional?
0: I love that. That's awesome. I really do think anything can be professional if you really just put your mind to it. You could really make a life out of anything here, especially in the digital age. If you have something you need to share, you really can just do something with it. You can really make it into your life, and people will love it no matter how specific or weird you think it is. To me, what being a professional means is delivering more than what people expect from you. I think that's the biggest separator between like, You know what a professional is and what a professional really is you know when I work with guys like David Lasowski who is my video guy he is unbelievable he tells me we're gonna do you know a few videos and the next day he says these were amazing I have 70 pieces of content for you here's what we're gonna do he's a professional you know he works harder than I expected him to way harder without me asking and he delivers on something that you know I didn't even think was possible he's a professional
1: because that's someone you're always going to go back to to have them help you with that, and you're going to rave about it. You're talking about them right yeah. now, like you're going to rave about it. You're going to suggest them, and that's that's going to do yeah, that's wonders.
0: What, that's what separates, you know, people who are just professionals from people who are really professional in what they do. I think is their ability to deliver. If you deliver more than what people ask for, if you don't just do the bare minimum, people will love it. For me, there was days where I thought, you know what, I should start switching to three days a week posting instead of two. You know, but I'm not a professional if I do that. I'm a professional if I show up here every single day when I don't want to and I make something happen, you know? If I can yeah. make someone's day a little bit better by risking or by wasting, like, 20 minutes of my time just thinking about a post, if it makes someone's day better, I'm a professional, you know? Delivering, even when, you know, people are expecting something of you, if you go above and beyond and just do something extra, you're a professional.
1: That's good stuff, man. That's a Again, that's a new, unique kind of answer from anything yeah. I've ever gotten, and I love it. Now, um, is, there, is there anything else that we haven't covered yet that comes to mind that's something that you would like to leave the audience with? Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, to sum it all up, I've started from basically nothing. I grew up in a middle-class family in Miami, um, you know, crazy city that was way too expensive for me. I hated it. it was, I loved it and hated it at the same time. I moved away. I branched out and did something for myself in college and, you know, made a name for myself. I graduated, tried to make my name for myself in, you know, the corporate world and been doing pretty well there. But really, man, I took leaps all throughout my life, whether it was playing guitar, whether it was dropping out of guitar class, whether it was picking up the trombone, whether it was, you know, making my own clothing brand. I've always been a fan of taking leaps. And the biggest leap I've taken in my life, for sure, has been LinkedIn. And it's the one I haven't gotten bored with yet. It's the one that's paid off the most, not even monetarily wise, but mentally. The fact that I'm helping people every day is just so, so cool. In three months, I've amassed 3,000 connections of people who I really, 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 really appreciate. Every single one of you who are listening, the best. Like, the fact that I'm able to help even one person with the thoughts that I have in my head is just crazy. And I think it's really, really wild. As far as, you know, me, what I do now is I write a lot of posts on LinkedIn about my day, my experiences. Um, My journey to giving a TED talk which has been my goal since for as long as I can remember since the first time I saw a TED talk and I create courses and I coach so If you want to support me, I have a free course that you can download to start your connections I think connecting is the most valuable part of LinkedIn by and large Um, Your people are going to be the ones who are supporting you and you supporting people are what's going to make you find your goals and reach them Um, That course is free. It's my top five cold DM templates for real connections.
1: And it'll be in the description if you're watching on YouTube, the show notes if you're listening on audio.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, we've had a hundred people who are you know, raving about the course, and this is only within three months of me just starting, and I can't thank you all enough for supporting me. Um, I have two new courses that I'm working on now that are gonna be out soon. I'm writing one on how to create better hooks. A lot of people have screenshot my hooks and have yeah, shared them and been like, wow, I can't believe this is that good. So I feel like that's the next step for me. Um, a lot of people are missing that piece of, you know how do I draw in more eyes to my profile? And I think a lot of it comes from hooks.
1: It does, it starts with the hook.
0: Yeah, and you know, that see more button, we just click in, mm-hmm. I think that's a really, really valuable tool. Um, besides that, I'm also making my uh, biggest course, which is a masterclass in LinkedIn, which I will be Hopefully, fingers crossed, done with by December. It's going to be everything that's in the hook course and the cold DM course, expanded on a little bit more, plus a lot of my tips and tricks for my success, how anyone else can capture success in any niche. Um, And that's probably going to be out in December if I have the time. Um, I'm working on it every weekend. And uh, it's, you know... Kind of just
1: like a comprehensive picture of like everything that served you well. Yeah.
0: And the the real trick to it is why it's taking me so long. It's because it's going to be about... Any niche. It's not just, oh, if you want to be good at writing or sharing a story, do this. Yeah. It's going to be for the shrimp breeder, for the pillowcase connoisseur, for the, you know, alcohol sales representative.
1: The like, high level best tactics. Yeah.
0: Like any niche, here's how you capture, here's how you win, here's how you do it. Um, so finding the way to apply to everything is kind of where I'm at. And we're working on it. We're working on it. The hook course should be out pretty soon. And I would love it if you guys supported me. It'd be really cool. Um, if you guys want to learn more about, LinkedIn and, you know, I want to get coached on how to, you know, dominate, um, a lot of what I'm writing in that masterclass I coach on. So you can DM me on LinkedIn, uh, backslash Manny Chambliss, and we can talk and book me for a one-on-one coaching session where we can talk about your goals, see if I can help you and see if we can help you, uh, change your life. Like LinkedIn has helped me change mine.
1: And we've been talking about LinkedIn this whole time. I'll make sure that you can find them on LinkedIn very easily in the description and show notes. Manny, thank you so much for being on. This has been awesome. Of course, man. I've learned a ton. Uh, I've got a few notes that I wrote down here myself that I'm going to be looking into and implementing myself. And I'm excited to put this out. Thank you, man. Thank you for having and me. And by the time uh, by the time this comes out, there might be the hook course might be out. Who knows? If it is, I'll put that in the description as well. But thanks again for being on. Really, really appreciated it. Of course, man. This is my first yeah. podcast. I'm absolutely, super happy.
0: man. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And this has been Profession Session. I've been your host, Brody Vincent. My guest has been Manny Chambliss of the most kind of innovative LinkedIn tactics I've heard about recently and uh, a creator that you should be following. Stay tuned for future episodes of Profession Session. Until next time, we're tuning out. Thanks so much for tuning into Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vincent. Stay tuned for new episodes every week and short clips of deep dives into specific topics that I put out on different social media channels. We can be found on YouTube, instagram linkedin facebook tiktok all major podcast platforms you can find my guest in the details of this video or podcast and if you happen to know a young standout business owner professional or entrepreneur that you would think would be a good fit for profession session dm me or get in contact with me anywhere and just let me know and they could be the next to tell their story here until next time again this has been profession session stay focused stay hustling and stay networking